Maggie, name something you're proud of now that you started doing when you were young. I'm proud of the fact that I learned how to swim when I was younger so I could participate in triathlons now. What are you proud of? I'm proud of the fact that as soon as I started my job at Haran, which was about two years ago, I started putting away a lot of money into my savings. So like this year I was able to buy a car and I went to Europe this year and the only way I was able to do that is because I started saving money two years ago. Welcome to Benefits, what, like it's hard? We're here to break down the truths and misconceptions about all things benefits and share stories from people like you. We're inviting you to talk to us about the last time you were at the pharmacy or the first time you used your health plan and were confused on how to pay your bill. So to have a better understanding of how your benefits work, we challenge you to go find the information your employer gave you and join us on our journey to navigating the maze we call benefits. It's really interesting you said saving money. I think that's great, and I think that's also the traditional way people think about saving money, um, just putting it in your general savings account. Today we're going to talk about saving money to help with medical expenses, even though that may seem very far off for some. So today we're going to talk about health savings accounts and why you should start saving when you're young into a health savings account. And we have a very special guest with us, his name is Doug Miller, and he is our executive vice president at Haran. He is going to share some wisdom about HSAs today. Doug, what did you first think about HSAs when they became available? Well, I thought they were too good to be true because it's like a medical IRA, you know, that you can you can save tax, put it in today, you can grow it tax-free, you can take it out whenever you want to. So. I really, when I first read that, this is unbelievable. Now, I have a big family, so it helped me define how much I have to put away. So I had the good fortune to not have to take the money out, which I, I know is a luxury, but, but I was able to do that. And now to maximize every year, and then when the market crashed in 08, 09, I was able to move the money into like a Vanguard index fund that would grow the money because uh, I was confident that at some point the market would come back and so that's really accelerated the, the account and now as I'm approaching retirement it's, it's a really good feeling to have that money in excess of $100,000 where at some point I can use it for you know, COBRA gap fillers or medical expenses because you know you're going to have expenses as you get older. Right. So to have all that money and not pay tax on it and have it kind of exponentially grow like that was too good to be true. Like I felt like when I read about in 06 that it could be that and then it turned into that. Yeah. Is your game plan to use it for medical expenses when you're older because inevitably you're going to have them? Or is it to take it out and you can use it for whatever you want and pay income tax on it? No, it would definitely be to use it for medical expenses. Okay. So, so like a lot of people, I would like to pay the least amount of tax that's reasonable and fair and legal. Mm-hmm. Uh, so while I have my binders of expenses that I could turn in today and take that money out and not pay tax, I would rather have it keep accumulating and growing because say you live to 85, say that's the average age for a person my age, you know between 65 and 85 there's going to be a lot of expenses between my spouse and I. 
So I'm confident I'll spend it. It's just I want to grow it tax-free as long as I can. Okay. So the luxury I had was I didn't have to take it along the way. Most people, you know, they put a thousand dollars in, they have a thousand expense, and they have to take it out. Only due to my age was I able to avoid that. So mm -hmm. if I was in my twenties, thirties, I probably couldn't have did that. Okay. So you mentioned you have a big family. So this is probably a two-part question, but. One, what, were you nervous about the expenses that your family, your children could have moving from a PPO plan to a high deductible health plan? Uh, well, yes and no. So this came for, for Haran, we went into it in 2006. A lot of my family was gone. So, uh, but, but if I was starting my family 20 years before that, I, I would have a different opinion because the PPO would probably benefit me. Right. So the, so the health savings account was a very nice vehicle where I was in my life cycle. When would you choose a PPO plan or a more traditional plan with copays versus choosing a high deductible health plan with an HSA? It's hard to say exactly. So for a while, you know, there's a chapter where your family is very, very expensive. So if you know you're going to have a delivery of a baby, all the newborn expenses, regular things that kids go through. So I would have to do the math between the PPO and the HSA, but I don't think the HSA is a given uh, because of the volume. You know, I had six kids, so there's a, there, there was years where there was a tremendous amount of expenses. The PPO served us well. I would have to do the math, mm -hmm. but I, I knew the math worked for me in 2006 as a you know 46-year-old person. Yeah, I would also say you know, for people family planning and um, about to have babies, doing the math is important because sometimes it does make more sense to have a high deductible health plan with an HSA rather than having a PPO. While the PPO feels safer to some people, financially the high deductible health plan with an HSA might be more beneficial. Yeah, it, you know, it depends on your contribution. But oftentimes the math can make sense to do the HSA. People don't like the fear of the out-of-pocket but if you took your contribution difference and put it in your savings, if you had the discipline to do that, you would come out usually far ahead. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people don't like that because they don't want to have to come up with a thousand dollars or whatever when the claim happens. Right. So I was with um, someone today and we were talking about um, 20 something year olds, mostly under 26 who are still on their parents' health plan. And she was talking about how she wishes some of them, she works at one of our clients, how she wishes some of them would look at joining the medical plan that they offer with their HSA rather than staying on their parents' health plan so they can start building up their health savings account early. I see benefits to that, but I also see why they are staying on their parents' plan because they're saving money in premium. So this question is for both you and Libby. Um, do you think that it would be beneficial for somebody to start saving early or would those two years not really matter if they're going from 24 to 26 on their parents' health plan? I mean, I would vote to get on my own plan, but you know, I can save money living in my parents' basement. I wouldn't do that either. Right. Uh, <laughs> and, and, and it's somewhat, it's somewhat similar because you're, you're becoming independent. And so yeah. while you could save money, staying on your parents' plan, it's best you get off. I asked Libby because you are on your parents' plan currently, um, and 
just what your thought process is as you go here are open enrollment benefits do you ever consider jumping on our plan yeah so Maggie and I talked about this earlier and at first when she asked me this question I was like no I'm not gonna come off my parents plan and pay for my premium when I can have my premium for free basically and it doesn't cost my parents anything more because I have a younger brother who's also on their plan but then we started talking about well I've also talked about on a previous podcast how an HSA is on my wish list so I'd have to come off my parents plan and enroll in a high deductible health plan in order to have an HSA so I do think our open enrollment is going to be coming up soon that I'll start thinking about maybe coming off my parents' plan now because while I'm going to save money on my premium premium if I stay on my parents' plan, I could be putting that money that I would be saving into an HSA, which is going to grow and help me with my expenses later on. Mm-hmm. And if your employer offers an employer contribution or seed money into your HSA, you would start getting that earlier. Um, And then the other conversation that came up is who's paying the claim? So if you do go to the doctor and patient outpatient on your parents' plan, are they paying that for you? No. So I pay for it myself. Right. And so you have saved money over time. Right. But some people haven't. So they could take the money put it in an HSA, take money out of their paycheck, put it in an HSA. And be getting money from their employer to help pay for those expenses instead of just having to pull from, like I just pull from my savings account, which is for everything in life, but I could be pulling from a savings account that's specifically for my health services. Mm -hmm. That you save pre-tax on. Yeah. So I think at the end of the day, you have to do the math again to figure out what's best for you. I don't think we can say one way or another, you should jump off or stay on. You gotta do the math. Right. I think sometimes that um, people don't like to open up accounts through their employer or there's some type of fear because they don't know what the employer can see and what they can't see. And so um, with that, a health savings account is the employee's own account. And so do you want to talk about um, what that looks like for the employee if they stay at their job until they retire or if they leave jobs? Yeah, no, the, the, the account is yours. So, so the employer doesn't have access to it. They can contribute if they choose, and some employers do a match or, or make a contribution to it, but it's your money. So, so as soon as you put it in, it's yours. If you change jobs, it stays with you. Uh, and uh, that's another great benefit that the employer doesn't have any access to it. Mm-hmm. Unlike 401ks where, you know, they, there's vesting rules and you may have to stay for a period of time, the HSA money is yours immediately after you put it in. If an HSA and a 401k were in a boxing match, who would you pick? Well, 401k is a great vehicle because you can position your life's retirement through that. You know, so there's the your personal savings, the Social Security vehicle, and then there's the 401k vehicle. And if you use all three legs of that stool, you can have a very positive retirement. Uh, So 401k is really, really important. HSA is another vehicle, though, to help you with your lifelong savings. So I I think they're both great. I think 401k is very, very important to pay attention to. And as a young person, 
to have both of these vehicles available is great, but the 401k is, is probably a little bit more important to make sure you put money in. time where we will continue our conversation with Doug and talk about the truths and misconceptions of HSAs. See you next time! Nothing we say in this podcast is representative of any specific plan and should not be construed as legal, regulatory, or accounting advice. If there is any discrepancy between what we say in your plan document, your plan document will always prevail.